morning, Goldendale, and hello to all of my fellow liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop, here on another fine, fabulous, fantastic, feisty, fiery Friday morning, friends, at Torch Report 336. Are you not entertained? How do we stay sane in a world gone mad? Friends, you should be entertained by what's out in the headlines today. Just like that, in the blink of an eye, a close of the curtains, they throw it back open. All of the trans violence is out, and now the MAGA violence is back in vogue. That's what's going on. And if you don't believe me, uh, I want to share a few links here for you in the Torch Report today, friends. It's It's been being primed. As you know, the January 6th show trials, you know, we've talked about how the Department of Homeland Security is calling, uh, you know, the MAGA types or, you know, domestic terrorists, far right wing extremists. Of course, parents protesting perverted curriculum at the local school board. That's also a, a you know, an act of domestic terrorism. But just in case you have managed to miss out uh, on the fact that the liberal media is full of frothing at the mouth lunatics, I just want to offer a few friendly reminders here. There is no MAGA movement without threats and violence. That's the title of an article, of a report. It's right out of the Atlanta. It's right there. Another headline here, the MAGA cult of violence is having predictable consequences. Ooh, ooh, MAGA cult of violence, predictable consequences. Oh, my gosh. You know, Homeland Security warns MAGA supporters are threatening violence. Really? Do you think are those? credible reports? Uh, where did these threats come from? Was it a, a secret snitch line where anybody could say anything completely anonymously and then the federal, weaponized federal agency could come out and say MAGA supporters are threatening violence? I don't know. The worst is yet to come, they say. The worst is yet to come. Experts warn that MAGA violence is spreading. Oh my gosh, have you noticed all those MAGA extremists, you know, low crawling through the sagebrush all across the fruited plains, getting ready to jump out from behind a bush and take down all these trans activists? Is that really happening? Of course not. And nevertheless, we see here the uh, fifth example guns and political violence play a central role in MAGA Republicans. Really? Guns and political violence play a central role in MAGA Republicans. It's almost like the driving internal desire is, is that we have more guns and more violence, and that's why we have the violent insurrection and all this violence against trans. Come on. Come on. It's just, it's such crap. It's such drivel. It really isn't, I mean, <laughs> so much. I go, it's frustrating. But there are two things that you and I and every other red-blooded American should keep in mind. Number one, primo, it does not matter if you and I disagree or don't believe all of this bullshit, period. It doesn't matter if you disagree. It doesn't matter if you don't believe it, because number two, Millions of Americans actually do believe it. Millions of Americans actually do believe that MAGA equals violence, that J6 was a violent insurrection. It's been branded into their mind, imprinted and impressed upon their subconscious faculty. Now, at this point, given the heavy conditioning, psychological conditioning, the conscious transformation that's been happening in America... 
At this point, all those people who believe that MAGA equals violence, they expect MAGA to be violent. They've been told it's predictable. It's, you know, there is no MAGA without threats of violence. You know, the, the guns and violence play a central role in MAGA. The MAGA violence is spreading. You know, Homeland Security is even warning about it. So that's the mindset. And that's no small thing, given the hype in the headlines today. Oh, my gosh, Trump. Donald Trump was charged. He's been charged on 34 counts of business fraud and paying off a porn star. Oh, my gosh. You know, will the judge issue a gag order? The MAGA crowd is in a fury. It's a fury. You know, some people are out there. Don Jr. says this is some communist level shit. You know, the NYPD has ordered every cop of every rank to show up on uniform and get ready for the protests. You know, it's insane, friends. It sounds exciting. You know, everybody's amped up about it. It, it, This is huge news. It's huge news, right? Well, maybe, maybe not. But alas, my friends, Frankly, dear, I don't give a damn. <laughs> you know, these these guys are going to get their war, whether they want it or not, you know, or they won't. Uh, they're they're going to either plant their false flag or not, or they won't, you know, regardless of what happens here. The one thing that we can know for sure is that while the majority of Americans are hyperventilating over the arrest of Donald Trump, The political establishment continues to preside over the systemic destruction of our once great nation, and they are doing so at the behest of the global cabal. Whether knowingly or unwittingly, these people are being tools in the hands of the powerful elite, and they are advancing the Great Reset, the globalist agenda, and hastening the forthcoming New World Order. That's what's happening while everybody's hyperventilating about Donald Trump. And just to, uh, it's Friday here, friends, so a little public service announcement, just in case you missed it. Uh, I spelled out all of this New World Order, Great Reset stuff in Hackable Animals, your guide to the Great Reset and the New World Order. And as of today, I am absolutely thrilled to announce that finally, the freshly edited print edition of Hackable Animals is now available on Amazon.com. And for those Patriot Club members who are so kind and gracious as to purchase the initial ebook and offer a review, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. My heart soars like a hawk, and I've got a print edition with your name on it. You know who you are, friends. If you have not read Hackable Animals, well, you can get your copy today. I did put the link there in the report. Honestly, friends, it took a ton of work to write this book. It took even more to you know get the editors you know all lined out blah 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 anyway here it is it's available it's there it's exciting Yoo-hoo! now where were we oh yes let's zoom out Zoop. <laughs> way out there we're going up to the macro level perspective here that way we can really put things in perspective because there are plenty of interesting and disturbing and important things that are happening all around the world right now that have nothing to do with Donald Trump. We've been talking about it this week. We've been talking about the Hegelian dialectics and we've been talking about you know all of the ways in which they're they're nudging and manipulating the uh, the public mindset at the global level. We were talking about the circular economy and the cir- closed circular thinking of the leftist. What happens when evil comes home to roost and all of that kind of stuff, the deep state shenanigans uh, and, and this week's Frank Church and the Family Jewels report. Um, anyway, and then, hey, by the way, this morning I sent out uh, an email. It was 
it was on the, well, it was the interview that I did with Jared Sessler. Great conversation. If you didn't check that out, it is there. Uh, 45 minutes of, of engaging conversation. If you should choose to uh, dig in there, that's really getting into the, what we can do about it at the practical level. So all of that said, we can earmark, you know, coming back to what's real right now, what's happening in the news right now, we can earmark kind of mental note the historic importance of them arresting Donald Trump or charging him or whatever. We can keep an, a watchful eye out for some of the uh, ballistic, maybe ballistic surprises that might crop up. I mean, who knows, you know, but we can do that without getting caught up in the hype. And instead of getting caught up in the hype, we can turn our attention to the much bigger picture. For example, did you catch the fact that China and Brazil have agreed to ditch the U.S. dollar? No longer are they going to use the dollar. So that, friends, is huge. But there's been a lot of talk and murmur over the last, you know, since 2008 even, um, but the demise of the dollar, the, the dethroning of the dollar, the dollar losing its position as the world's reserve currency. Well, given the fact that China and Brazil have just agreed to ditch the dollar, the, the BRICS, the Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa, they are rapidly expanding their influence and quickly marginalizing the influence of the U.S. dollar by just ditching it. They don't care. Piss off on the U.S. dollar. What are you just printing it out of thin air? What's that really worth? And so they're marginalizing the influence of the United States on the global stage by going around the backdoor channel. Same thing with Russia when we tried to put the sanctions there. And all of this, of course, is part of the plan. When you add to that equation, you know, the global economic equation there, the rise of the Chinese Arab alliances, the writing is really on the wall. And I, I just want to say that the the destruction of the American economy and, and the diminishing of American standing in the world, that's all part of global democracy. If you think about global equity and equality, that's what it's really all about, bringing the uh, advanced down and and you know, at the same time, simultaneously lifting, though, uh, the third world countries. At any rate, friends, all of this is way, way, way out of our hands. And even though we can see it all coming, we can see it coming from a mile away. There's really nothing that we can do about it, right? This is the slow roll of insanity I was talking about last week, and it's maddening. And indeed, the anticipation of the collapse of the American dollar, of our financial system, of our country as a whole, all of this weighs very, very heavy on the mind. It takes its toll, friends, psychologically, mentally, emotionally. If we note that the broader geopolitical chaos provides context, it helps us understand why the world's going crazy, the Great Reset and all that, and it helps us prepare for what lies ahead. Once you've taken the necessary steps to prepare yourself, well, then it's time to help your family and your friends, you know, and from there, you can work to help the broader community. But when shit hits the fan, for real, it's all going to come back to your family, your friends, and your personal level of preparedness, physically, mentally, emotionally, etc. And sometimes I think about it like this. If there were an asteroid that was going to obliterate planet Earth at the end of the week, what would I do? Well, first, <laughs> I'd make sure my loved ones felt loved. I'd start giving a lot more hugs, you know. Second, I'd keep on keeping on because, after all, the asteroid might miss. So, yes, it might be the end of the world, but then again, maybe not. So keep on keeping on. 
You know, the weatherman is notoriously wrong and the science is always changing. So maybe maybe they didn't calculate that impact just right. And then the third thing that I would do if the moment of impact became clearly imminent. Well, at that point, you know what? I just pull out the lawn chair and pour a stiff drink, maybe grab some pork rinds or popcorn, relax and watch the show because what can I do? Nothing. It's way out of my control. So why stress out about it, right? Nobody makes it out of here alive. So why fear death? Instead, why not, you know, if I'm sitting waiting for the comet to land, you know, or strike and smite the earth, why not sit there in those last moments instead of sweating bullets and thinking how bad it's going to hurt when I'm instantly vaporized. No, (laughs) I'm going to reflect on the many, many magical memories that have made my life worthwhile, that have made my life wonderful, even despite the pain and the suffering. Life is good. You know, when we do focus on the fact that life is good, when we do conjure up the positive memories, even in the in the face of impending doom, we can relive those memories. We can cherish and relish these inner treasures. Internal treasures is what I like to call them. Anyway, we can see all of it in our mind. And when we do that, we experience the emotions of it all over again. That's what I call getting grounded in gratitude. It's actually a very powerful exercise. And thus, <laughs> when Cracker Barrel has to pull out of Portland, Oregon, oh my gosh, Cracker Barrel's pulling out. You know, they have to follow on the heels of Walmart because of the rampant and unaccountable crime. We can file that story away with a certain sense of knowing. You know what? Things are bad right now and they're getting worse. But at the end of the day, life is still good. And there's more to life than just the news. There's more to life than just Cracker Barrel, friends. You know. Similarly, when we hear about the skyrocketing cases of autism among American youth or the sickening news of young, healthy people suffering from heart attacks and falling over dead uh, or the astronomical spike in adverse reactions associated with the mRNA injections or the long-term neurological disorders associated with the so-called vaccines. Whenever we hear about all of this terrible, rotten, really bad, no good news, it could and it should serve as a reminder to be grateful for what we've got. And my heart and condolences to all of those who are suffering the loss of a loved one. And that happens every day, regardless of, of just the COVID or, or all I mean, people die in car wrecks or from cancer or from all kinds of stuff all the time. There's that aspect of life. And I believe that it kind of carves out space for appreciation and perspective. We wouldn't appreciate the good without the bad and, and all this kind of stuff. But here's the thing. When we get grounded in gratitude, when we're grateful for what we've got, we can train our brain into a positive loop. Let the bad news lead you to gratitude. And it may seem silly or it may seem simple, but I assure you this training your brain in a positive loop, this is a scientifically backed method for maintaining sanity and emotional stability in the midst of utter chaos. It's not just being Pollyannish and pretending that bad things aren't happening all around us all the time. That's not it at all. In fact, it's quite the opposite. It's acknowledging reality Uh, including all the bad things, it's accepting our limitations to control all of those things and then embracing our life experience just as it is. Life cannot be any other way than the way that it is. You cannot go back in time and pluck out a life experience, you know, some global event here or there and, and then have what we have now. It doesn't work that way. So it is what it is. Yes, things are crazy. 
Yes, <laughs> things are bad. You know, yes, things are out of control. Yes, this all bodes very, very badly for the future. But, 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 but the future is still good. The future is great. The future is what it is, and it is what we make of it. Does that make sense? <laughs> yeah, I get a little philosophical here. It is Friday, but it all comes down to this. It comes down to where we place our attention, what we focus on. And the operative question here is, where is your awareness? Where is your awareness? I ask myself, where is my awareness? You know, butterfly, <laughs> bird, squirrel. No, friends, is your awareness on Trump right now? Is your awareness on the vaccines? Is your awareness on the economy? Where's your awareness? Is your awareness on the political corruption or the or the nuclear or civil war? Is your awareness on the state censorship or the gun control or the perverted curriculum? Where's your awareness? Is your awareness on the gross ignorance and apathy and insanity that seems to have gripped the public psyche? Where is your awareness? What are you thinking about? Where is your awareness? You know, when, when we contemplate that, sometimes, a lot of times, actually, you know, our, our mind is stuck on something closer to home. You know, maybe we got a big event you got to plan. Maybe you're wondering how you're going to make ends meet. Maybe you got some project you got to do. Whatever the case may be, you know, what what is it that is rolling through the back of your mind? What thoughts are taking center stage, front and center in your mind? And sometimes when we explore this, just by asking these questions, where's the awareness, you know, and we sit with it for a bit. That's enough to ease the mental pressure. A lot of times our mind is just reeling, go, 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 go. And we don't allow there to be space and just observe. What is my mind doing right now? What's going on in the gray matter between the ears? But when we do become aware of our thoughts by asking, where is our awareness? Okay, it's the tool of intelligent inquiry and, and this and that. But when we become aware of our thoughts, something amazing happens. We gain the ability to let them go. And we can train the brain to be elsewhere. We can take our awareness in a different direction. We can even set our mind to task. And these are very empowering truths that can help us navigate the current chaos with some level and semblance of inner peace. You know, the fact of the matter is, friends, the global cabal is hacking us all. Hence, hackable animals, the propaganda, the psyops, the menticide, the memetics, the mental warfare. All of this is relentlessly assaulting our consciousness. It's just the way it is. and. In the process, you know, all of these, these distractions, they divide our attention and our divided attention diverts our energy and our personal patterns become divergent instead of converging upon achieving success in a meaningful way. And when we grasp how this all works, how this is affecting us at the personal level, no doubt about it, we all succumb to it because we're human beings. When we understand that, we can better understand how this fits into the great plans of the global cabal. Because taken as a whole, when the majority of people are suffering in these ways, our ability to organize and mount an opposition to tyranny is greatly reduced. And thus, friends, resist we must. But how? How can we resist global tyranny if we can't even resist the urge 
to chase the squirrels? You know, how can we resist the onslaught of subconscious transformation if we cannot even resist the screen on our phones? Friends, how can we overcome our oppressors if we cannot overcome our own inhibitions and hesitations? You see what I'm saying here? To win this war, we must rise up and we must rise up wisely. The victory ultimately begins with awareness. The solution to political chaos is an elevation of personal awareness or spiritual awareness or however you want to come, however you want to phrase that, friends. And, uh, you know, that, that as I was talking about all this today or thinking about all this today, writing all of this this morning, I thought, you know what? It was Friday and I felt a poem coming on. And so bear with me here. I'm going to share a little poem and it goes something like this. Disentangle, disengage, free your mind from others' cage, but don't forget the other gauge reflecting light on each new stage. To what extent do you know your mind? To what length will you go to find the secrets that release the bind and unleash the gifts of humankind? We are the solution, are we not? In the end, our humanity is all that we've got, and it's all that we need unless it be caught in the lies that imply that it's all just for naught. There is no better. There is only the way. There's effort and chance and making some hay, and there's peace in the process, come what may, so long as we've loved at the end of the day. And that's what my heart has to say, friends. Happy Friday. Peace and blessings to you and yours. Friends, if you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to find that little heart on the website or the Substack app. Click that heart and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. Uh, Don't forget, you can support this publication by joining the Patriot Club. You can support me by purchasing Hackable Animals, your guide to the Great Reset and the New World Order, friends. But the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this fine, fabulous, fantastic Friday. Have a wonderful weekend, friends, and I'll look forward to talking to you again soon. 